The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. At least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome, you guys, to the Morally Corrupt Show, show here on the Riga Reality Feed. And we are reporting live to you from New York City, day two. Bravo Con, we are in this thing. We did day one. We partied into the night with the best of them. And we woke up this morning attending panels all day, participating. And now we are here doing a podcast. We don't stop. Jody Walker, Chelsea Stark Jones. Chelsea is in the bed with a bag of chips eating. <laughs> Jody is halfway there. I have no voice barely. I mean, we have been doing the Lord's work so you guys can have all the BTS and no other podcast is giving it to you like we are. Ladies, let's wait. If we, I say, I was about to say, let's start with the beginning of the day. But the beginning of the day, honestly, with us was in the middle of the night because we were partying. The beginning of the day was us having a good old time. So, I don't want to give too many details because I don't want us to be that kind of podcast. But last night we were able to party amongst the Bravo celebrities, and boy, do they know how to have a good time. So do we, apparently, as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little too much of a good time. <laughs> we we are describing our BravoCon experience as though we ran a triathlon. And that is indeed what it feels like. Our voices are gone. I'm extremely tired. I had a great time. We had a, a great time last night. <laughs> it's just like, it is... 
it is work. It is a lot of work to have this much fun. It really is. Um, it felt like, so before we went out and were amongst all these Bravo celebrities, we had a fabulous team dinner and we couldn't let the party stop. And it, you like, you know, when you haven't seen your friends for a really long time and you guys yes. all get together and you just forget how to act. Uh, that was me last night. Uh, <laughs> I had far too much fun. I was so excited for us to all be together. I didn't want the night to end. And for me, it did not end until about 4 a.m. So that was amazing. Chelsea, you actually did. You wanted the night to end a very specific way. And that way was with Taco Bell. But it just wasn't yeah. an option. Yeah. yeah. Seriously? I, I was so hungry. And Jody was like, Chelsea, I just, I really need to pee. I, I can't. And I was like, but please, Jody. She said no. So <laughs> I really put my foot down. I, At four in the morning, I really put my foot down. I settled for a bag of pretzels in the hotel lobby. So that's what I snacked to um, when I got home. But the party was amazing. It was honestly so cool to see all those people. Like so cool. I met Teresa. I met Madison. Love them. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about Teresa later because my feelings about her have completely changed after this weekend. Completely. Positive wow. or negative? In a good way. In like, a good way. I think I'm a tree hugger. I did not speak to <laughs> Teresa, but when she left the party, she gave me one of the warmest human looks I've ever seen. She looked me dead in my eyes and gave me the kindest smile as though we knew each other. And she was like, I can't leave this party until I have smiled at this woman. I have no idea why, but it it also made me like Teresa more than I ever have. You guys, like, she is in the love bubble and she is sharing said love. Like, yeah. I... I was so taken away by her. Like, and she's so tiny. Like, how she flipped a table yeah. or pushed Andy <laughs> down, I don't know. But she is like a little Polly Pocket. She's so cute. She is very tiny. And she and I go way back because now she, she thought I was Rihanna. Backstage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you guys haven't seen me, I'm working a faux bang here. And so I, she saw me backstage and Rihanna, you know, Rihanna, I've been told that before in her defense. Okay. Also, okay. Rihanna is a Bravo fan. So it wouldn't be that shocking to see her at Bravo's biggest weekend ever. Mm-hmm. She saw, and I was backstage. Saw me backstage, thought it was Rihanna. And then, but she's so funny with it because even at the party, she saw me and she was like, Rihanna! She knows, <laughs> I'm, she knows I'm not now. And then she saw me later and she tapped me and she was like, I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. So it's fun to see everyone in reality Mm -hmm. in such a very loose environment. And that's kind of what we've been getting to in these panels. I thought, honestly, I didn't expect for the people on the panels, these Bravo celebrities to spill tea. I thought there were going to be a lot of restrictions on them. And you know what? There may have been. But these Bravo celebrities said, fuck it. And they were going to give it to us. So let's start with um, the top of the day, because it has been a jam-packed schedule. Whoever put this entire program together really put together great panels because it wasn't just cities. They've got themes and they're intermixing, you know, different shows with different people. And mind you, they're all also whoever decided to put them all at the same hotel, also genius. The stories <laughs> that will come, the memories that will be made. I mean, you could party on top and go right back down to your hotel room. So to be single in Bravo world is a treat right now. <laughs> a treat this weekend. It truly is. 
Um, who wants to I will s- say there was a moment um, when one of the hosts today, like it came up that someone was single and the host of the of the panel was like, do we have any single men in the audience? And it was completely silent. Cause like it's, it's BravoCon. Like there were no straight <laughs> single men in the audience. There were some husbands, there were some men, but there were not any straight single men. Well, speaking yeah. of like Bravo lab pairings, the first panel for me today was the summer house one, which was at 10 30. And I think I mentioned it on Friday's pod, but Andy saying that, Ashley Darby and Luke should um, get together. Sounds like there has been contact made between the two of them. Phone numbers have been um, uh, exchanged. And when asked if Luke is ready to be a stepfather, he says, you know, I'm really great with kids. I coach boys in hockey and I love my nieces and nephews. So I think we might see or hear of a little bit more coming out of that relationship. Um, Andrea and Luke also did an ab off, um, which was hilarious. Andrea Denver is the cutest little thing there ever is to exist. He's so adorable. And <laughs> he made a funny comment. He was like, Luke, Luke looks good. I hope to look as good at his age. <laughs> it's like, he's like literally 40. Is Luke 40? <laughs> I think he's like 30. He might be 39. I think Kyle's the oldest on that cast, but yeah hilarious um but the most interesting thing to come out of the summer house panel was simply that it obvious seems like alliances have shifted or friendships have changed which as jody mentioned when we were talking earlier today seems to be a really big theme at bravo here this weekend and you know sierra and danielle were sitting on the same side of the couch directly next to each other and seemed to be really buddy-buddy. Lindsay Hubbard on the other side of the couch, sitting closest to the moderator. And the moderator asked a very general question about how these alliances or friendships have changed the season. And no, everyone gave a very generalized answer. And so when they opened it up to Q&As, someone asked, (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit more straight to the point. Lindsay and uh, Danielle, we have noticed you guys have not been posting about each other on social media like you used to. What's going on there? And they both said, all they have to say at this moment is it's unfortunate. So it was sad and it was very awkward. It was very weird. Um, Sierra obviously does not like Lindsay. Every time she spoke, she did not smile. Also felt she felt that way about Carl as well. It was very awkward. Um, yeah, I, I seems I do think Sierra and Carl did a photo op together, oh, though, really? which I found strange in general. Yeah, but you maybe mean something a happened Bravo at the photo mandated op. photo op. Yes, but I imagine they have some choice over who they do it with because when it's two people together, they have to take the pictures together, and there's like a lot of gabbing time. <laughs> from my limited limited experience of going to one photo op for Gary and Daisy from Below Deck, <laughs> I think it's more that like Sierra hates Carl with Lindsay. I think I don't think right. a lot of people are happy for them on that cast as a couple. Um, a lot of people being Paige and Sierra. So I don't know. But that was really sad. That was probably the the most that was the piece of knowledge that everyone wanted to know. And we got it. So that was nice to hear. Or sad to hear, but happy we have that intel. <laughs> and Kyle and his mullet. Yeah, he said he's planning to grow it up to like a little pit bass shoulder length. Amanda said no. Um he and apparently they have a really great season this year. So supposedly no fighting from the two of them. Um 
And we have, actually, they showed us a couple of clips. That was another thing that came from it. Not a trailer, but a couple of fun clips. And we do have some new housemates um, that looked interesting. Um, And yeah, and they teased some of the Winter House people were there as well. So it was a really interesting and like fun light panel to like get your feet wet for the day. Nice. So Danielle's days are numbered now in Summer House because we know that her (laughs) only reason, and I've said this on this podcast, her only reason for being there is to calm Lindsay down. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she truly serves no purpose. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be very interesting to see. Or maybe we'll get a better Danielle now that she's not tethered to Lindsay. Maybe. I mean, she talked about being in bed with Paige and Sierra eating snacks, pizza, like... It not sounded, the bed. Not sounded, the nasty summer house bed. It sounded Ugh. serious, guys. This sounds like a full-on new blooming I, friendship. I would imagine I like that Lindsay and Carl are probably all up under each other, and so Danielle started to hang out with them, and Lindsay probably got mad, and I could see that this is where this is going. But I don't know. Who's... Who who knows? I just know I'm glad I'm I'm in the summer house world, <laughs> and I understand. We're so glad to have you. Um, okay, so next panel, I would say Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, yeah. it was Chelsea and I attended Vanderpump Rules. It was a packed house. I didn't even think. I thank God it took me a little while to get up this morning. And I, Chelsea, had, you know, saved a seat. I don't know. Some Something spoke. The spirit spoke to you and you knew that I was going to make it. I front did. row, I might front add. Row. Yes. Front row seat. Great, great job, Chelsea. Get in there. They, was, they weren't letting people in anymore in general admission. It, That's how packed it was. I was surprised at how packed it was, to be honest with you. Like, I know VPR is a popular show, but it has died down in popularity. And the last season was horrible, which they did acknowledge at one point. So I was like extremely surprised that it was packed. The The hallway was like log jammed. I had to really push through at one point just to get there. I was worried. I think what it is, is everybody knows so much stuff is happening off camera that they're excited to see it. And Bravo Khan was smart enough to have the OGs up there and not some of the... The other the, people? The Charlies, the... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so you almost forgot because James and Raquel were not sitting next to each other, but they were on the same couch. There's clearly some tension there. We learned from the panel that they asked a question, who's going to have the hardest time at the reunion? And Lala immediately said, Raquel. So Raquel really is... The theme, like the focal point, it seems like this season, she's involved in a lot of drama. We've already heard the rumors about her hooking up with Tom Schwartz, her with Oliver, Garcelle's son from Beverly Hills. So there's a lot going on with Raquel. And every time Raquel spoke, you could look at James and see that he was completely... And I'm not... I need y'all to understand, Chelsea and I are not guessing. We had a front row seat. We could see if they had blemishes on their faces. (laughs) So when we're telling you these were the facial expressions, this is what they were. James was completely uncomfortable every single time Raquel spoke and that and that she is more centered around the drama it seems like this season so and they even alluded to them both not being invited to parties because they broke up and it seems like James is left out of a lot of stuff and so he has a lot of trouble with that yeah you know and I think you you brought it up in the panel too Rachel was that Raquel sounded different she sounded a lot more sure of herself and like confident and it was a really nice 
Raquel. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing single Raquel. However, I do think that her and Katie probably go at it because of said rumors about shorts. And Raquel seemed very unapologetic about who she hooked up with. She said, I am single. I can do what I want. So, and I feel very protective over Katie right now, especially because of how Tom Schwartz has all these Bravo fans fooled with his puppy dog eyes and his fake sadness and his poor me, what was me attitude. I am not buying it. Not one lick of it. She wasn't. She was whispering that into my ear as it was <laughs> happening because Tom Schwartz walked out to the most cheers of of any other person on the cast. And even the cast, when they were asked questions of who's the fan favorite, who's the um, more favorite Tom, everybody said Tom Schwartz. He plays like this, oh, geez, guys, you know me? Like, I, you know, you know that you're favorite. He, yeah, oh, like, I'm just, I'm just a guy from, because somebody even shouted out, Minnesota nice. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a guy from the Midwest. You know, I, I don't take myself seriously. That he was eating it up and it was bothering me because Katie's obviously in pain. Katie's a part of this divorce. It must be hard, one, to leave your partner and your husband after being together for 12 years, so much of you has been defined by your relationship. And then you it's going to play out in a public way. And then everybody is favoring Tom. And even at one point, the moderator was looked at Tom and she was like, you're a really good guy, Tom. You're a really good guy. Yeah, it was And the gross. audience goes, Katie. Kay. It was like, what about Katie? It's just, mm-hmm. so I felt so bad for Katie in that moment because everybody seemed to be favoring Tom. And you could tell that Katie was completely disgusted with Tom, they might be friendly, but she's over his shit. And even Lala says, because he was, Tom was saying very, very nice things to Katie. And the audience was going, oh, oh my God, oh. And, and Lala goes, you couldn't, we could tell because we were front row, but it didn't really get picked up. And she said, why don't you put action behind those words? It doesn't mean anything unless you actually put action behind it. So she was basically calling him out. Apparently Katie and Lala are... Thickest thieves. They are each other's wing womans. There's, there's a hit in the road out single. So that'll be fun to watch. Apparently, Katie has the most shocking hookup this season. That'll be fun to see. It makes it seem like it's not somebody on the cast. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It's got to be somebody that from a different show. At the same time, yes. a famous person or somebody from a different show. Did it happen at BravoCon? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was captured on on the cameras. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting. It was very telling. Like Katie was definitely over everything that Tom had to say. They played it very cold, cordial at the beginning, but once Tom would start doing his like I saw the eye rolls I saw the stern face I saw like I saw like she was really not having it and I I wish that the moderator heard Lala's comment about the actions um and that she would have followed up on that because I was curious as to what Lala meant specifically by that um and yeah, I just, I I did not like how favorably they were leading into it. And just because Katie was the one that initiated the divorce doesn't mean that she hurt in any way. Like she definitely, she experienced the loss as well. So I definitely will be rooting for Katie this season. I don't think I will have any sympathy for Tom um, just based off of their like chemistry throughout the weekend. Um, and yeah, oh, the most, 
telling and frustrating part of this panel was when we got to our Q&As and a fan specifically asked about the supposed rumor hookup at Sheena's wedding with a cast member to Raquel, or no, to Schwartz, actually. I appreciate that she directed this to Schwartz. Like, why would you hook up with someone on your cast um, when your ex-wife is in the same friend group? And the moderator quickly changed the subject, did not uh, allow Schwartz to answer the question or let him. And it was so frustrating. And I feel like Schwartz would have answered the question, probably not in a very satisfying way. Um, But I would have preferred him had that chance to answer the question. Like, this is why we're here. This is why a lot of people spent a lot of money to come to this, is to hear these answers and to put their favorite Bravo loves on the spot. And we deserved an answer. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, The other last thing I want to say is Katie can't stand Sheena. And we know we know that there's a rumor that she was uninvited. She was in Mexico at the same time as the wedding, but she did not attend the wedding. We don't know why. But Sheena is still very close with Brittany and Jax. It seems like the rest of the cast is friendly, more friendly with Brittany, not Jax. But Sheena's tried to make up some excuse that really was a lot that didn't make sense as to why Brittany and Jax did not attend Stassi's wedding. And Katie flat out says they were never going to go. So Katie is going to be so direct and so blunt this season, even more than she already has. And I'm here for it. Cannot wait to see it. And she also has a very beautiful haircut. Um, <laughs> moving on, Jody, you attended, you attended two like wild panels, it sounds like. What was the first one that you went to? Y'all, I'm on my journalist shit right now. I'm going to all these panels. I'm talking to all these people yeah, all are. the time. I'm losing my voice. Um, and listen, I will say this, like everything about BravoCon is not a positive experience. Like some panels don't hit. Like sometimes the moderator doesn't hit. Sometimes the audio's bad. The lines are wild. Um, and that's not always terrible. Like people, people are complaining about the lines, but they don't, you know, so like I went to a couple panels this morning that I was just kind of like, well, that gave me nothing. It wasn't terrible to watch because, you know, they're people that I'm interested in, but there is this kind of ongoing waffling thing of like, are we going to get new information or are we not? Because I think the audience really wants new information. They want something that you don't get from just watching the edited show. But I, that's not why the cast is here, I think. You know, it's like if something like new and wild and interesting happens on stage, it's sort of a happy accident. And indeed, I did witness a number of happy accidents yes. today. Yes. So, and then also the, a lot of times the more fun panels are the ones where they're not just talking, but sort of playing a game. Sure. So I went to a panel called Battle of the Sexes hosted by an extremely loud Jerry O'Connell. I mean, the whole thing was just really loud because there were so many people. And it was all like young JV players from Southern Charm, Summer and Winter House, and Vanderpump Vanderpump Rules. Below Deck too, right? And Below Deck, yes. So it was like Daisy and Gary and Z from Below Deck. Andrea um, from Winter House. Maya from Winter House. Lala it's a great panel. And James and Sheena. Or no, no, not Sheena. Uh, Ariana from Vanderpump Rules. Um, and Austin and Craig from 
from Southern Charm. So it was like a family feud style game. And they asked them all these questions that it was fun because a lot of the questions sort of prompted younger people answers. It was like very generational and they were almost all about sex. (laughs) Um, So like one of the, you know, and they had allegedly pulled 100 Bravo experts. You're but not I was buying like, it? Mm, what? We're Bravo experts and we didn't get pulled. <laughs> you, know how, you know how family feud works where like people get pulled and it's the most popular answers. So the questions right. were like, what is something that you do or don't do early in a relationship that you would definitely start to do later? So it'd be like peeing with the door open or like, I don't uh, like burping. And then a a really raucous one was what are reasons that you give, what are excuses you give to like not have sex with your partner? Um, And I think the boys got that one and they really struggled. (laughs) Austin, no, no, no. Craig immediately, like without skipping a beat goes, she's on her period. And and then they really struggled to think of any other excuses. (laughs) Actually, it was really funny. There was this like ongoing bit that Austin kept getting them right. And Jerry O'Connell was like, wow, you... Really seem to be very familiar with being turned down for sex. <laughs> um, oh, and then one of the best ones was uh, the biggest fuckboys in Bravo. And they were nearly all of the answers were on that stage. Immediately, they offer up Austin. And he was number one. Uh, Shep was not on stage, but he was number two. Um, and it seems I can't remember if anyone else was on stage. James, I I popped in for that James. part. James, he was devastated. I think he was number four. He was devastated. He yeah, was on he, it. <laughs> he really didn't think that he deserved said title of fuckboy. Someone did throw out Luke, and he was not on that list. A uh, below deck chef was. I think number three, Jody. Ben, Chef Ben. Oh, like see, a below I, deck even know, I even know who Ben is. <laughs> I yeah. even know yeah. that. And I don't watch Below Deck. So I totally would have said Ben. And like, the Ben makes sense. It was, and the girls got it. The girls were the, oh no, the boys missed it. And so then it goes to the girls and they answered that. And everyone in the audience was kind of like, what? Because everyone else was so current, but it was Ben and it was crazy. And like, I don't know why they guessed Luke, Luke doesn't fuck on this show. <sighs> like, you gotta fuck to be a fuck boy. I mean, he's kind of like odd, but you know, but it was just a lot of fun. And these men on this panel were wildin'. They could not pay attention. They were like slinging themselves all over the couches. They were just, and the women were having a really, okay, okay. And obviously, you know, this was just like a fun game panel, but we did get. I, I don't know if I would call it Intel, but just a constant stream of Lala talking shit about Randall. <laughs> like, non-stop throwing him under the bus. Like, because the, it started with a little, with some a few questions. And one of the questions was like, then they were like dating questions. One of the questions was like, have you ever been out with someone only to discover that they're just kind of a stalker and they want Bravo Intel? And Lala was like, yeah, I think I had a baby with one of them. It was, she was just going all out. Um, So, so that was a lot of fun. I was glad I went. It really sounds like a lot of fun. I I agree. When I popped in for the last like few minutes, I was like, this is hilarious. Austin was definitely like sitting with his feet 
like on the couch, like frog legged, like Vicky does for her happy ending massages. Like Dead. he, it was Dead. so funny. They seemed like, like drunk. I, I don't know. I don't know. And it was earlier in the day too. Like they definitely seemed like they had. Well, it was the <laughs> afternoon, and I will say, <laughs> liquor is flowing at BravoCon. It's almost the only thing to get. Like. We're working, so I don't... I mean, I'll only speak for myself, but I don't think we're drinking <laughs> a lot while we're there, especially because, you know, we'd done some imbibing the night before. But these guests, uh, the you know, people who are attending and also the Bravo celebrities are doing some drinking. And I do for think sure. that does a certain amount of juicing up the later panels. And the, the liquid cards for sure. And I... you One of y'all said it about the audience... You guys have to understand this audience. It's people wearing are in gear, shirts. People, I at the VPR, this lady said, I flew in from the UK. People are coming all across the world for this BravoCon. There are bizarre at the bazaar, every Bravo Liberty has a booth for their product. So you can buy all the merch. You're seeing all the people. You're decked out in it. You can get these photo ops. So the crowd is just, I mean, I would love to go in disguise and get wasted and be in the audience and like heckle and cheer and scream. So I can only imagine how, I mean, people are with their family members, their best friends, it's their coworkers. Like people are having a really good time and it really is a the heckling is real. And that's another thing I think that gets more intense throughout the day as people drink more. Like, we'll get to this, but in my final panel, people were screaming nuts. Like, they were they were just wilding out and being, like, specific and mean. But Okay, well, the last panel... Well, briefly, I did a live read... Um, Yes, it was very fun. We did Scary Island. I played Alex McCord. You had John Hill moderating. Susan freaking Lucci played Luann Delicef. That's crazy. Which, who was sitting in the front row. I mean, to say Susan Lucci played you, I, honestly, when I saw the list, I thought that there must be another Su Susan Lucci. I thought, oh, this is somebody with just the same name. She was great. I, we shared a golf cart together, the two of us. I asked her if she... I go, are you a big fan? She goes, I'm an Andy Cohen fan. So the power of Andy Cohen reaches far. So she sat next to me playing Luann Deliceps. Um, am I saying that right? Um, who else? Brad um, was Bethany, and he did a fantastic job. Um, Amy Phillips was Ramona. She was great. She can imitate anybody. And, and I knew she would be fantastic. Um, Jackie Hoffman played Kelly Ben Simone and she was so good. And I forgot some of the crazy stuff that Kelly Ben Simone said in that podcast. Read, watching it's one thing, reading it out loud is another. And then, um, it's literature. That's a text, a sacred Ar text. <laughs> yes, sacred. Arden Myron, I think it's the last name or Myron, but Arden, she was Sonia and she was amazing. She was out as she was talking. So it was a really, really fun cast. Um, it was, I'd never done anything like that before. Michael Rappaport, oh my God. And and Michael Rappaport was Jill Zarin. And he did great too. I it was it was just such a fun experience. I'm honored that I got to do anything on a Bravo stage. And so, you know, thank you to everybody who came for that. It was what it was though. We read Scary Lion Island. Um, okay, last panel, 
Salt Lake City. It was going the same time as mine. Every single time I'm on stage, I miss Beverly Hills because I was doing Right the Relationship. Miss Salt Lake City because I was doing this. Um, I heard it was like I'm backstage with Brad, and Brad's like, I hear Salt Lake is going down there. So Jody, you were there. What happened? Yes, I will be scouring the World Wide Web for clips of Rachel playing Alex McCord because I did have to do... Callie and I did have to take one for the team and go to Salt Lake City to get some, you know, morally corrupt <laughs> boots on the ground. And it was the it was basically the last panel. It was the end of the day. And so, like, my mind was pretty numb at that point. Like, pretty dead. I wasn't... I hadn't looked at who the host or the moderator was going to be. I hadn't really thought about what was going to happen. I was just like, this is going to be really crowded. This is going to be a big deal because it's Salt Lake City. So there were only four cast members because, you know, this season only has five cast members. And Jen is... Who knows what's going on with Jen? It is well known at this point that she is in New York City uh, and she is around, but she's not at BravoCon. Because we saw her last night. Yes, we did see her. Uh, everyone else seems so legally scared of what's going on with Jen that I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say that I set my eyes on her tiny body, but we sure did. We definitely saw her. She was having a We nice, sure did. We saw her. Time. She... She was out there posting on social media, so I am not afraid to say that. Jinshaw was there, and she had no regrets. No. Uh, and she looked like she had a blast. She looked blast. like... Well, I don't even know what the saying is. The canary who caught the... Something. <laughs> like, she... A cat who caught the canary. Like, she looked like she wanted to be seen. She was living it up. She was dancing. She started a conga line that then someone brought me into at some point. Was what? it the Kathy Hilton conga line? Yes. I don't know where y'all were. What? Oh, I saw that. I, I saw what? the conga line. She was, she was getting down. She like, you I would not think that she I honestly forgot that like, in a until this months. moment. Not for any reason. Yeah. Just like it was, it was just so funny because it had gotten long enough that I couldn't see the front of it. And then someone just like grabbed me and was like, "Get in this!" And obviously, I did. I know my civic duty. <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Jin Shah is leading this conga line." And I love that. That's a Bravo trope now. The conga line is what? officially in. You might have had the most iconic moment. This entire trip, you were in a conga line after hours when there were no cameras. You literally lived the Be Beverly Hills moment. It, I mean, it was with Jen Shaw, who was, t was like banned, taboo, uh, allegedly banned. For, uh, let's just say she wasn't on any panels. You were at Salt Lake City, you know. Right. She was wow. not on any panels. She was in our eyesight. Obviously, for me, the most iconic time of my night was seeing Captain Glenn from Below Deck. But, you know, Jen Shaw, Conga Line, very close second. <laughs> so with that in mind, I go to this Salt Lake City panel with Callie. Uh, we are watching this stage and things start out well. Karamo from Queer Eye is the host and oh. I just hadn't looked so that was a surprise to me and you know he is a recent talk show host and so I was curious how this was going to go because I think we've mentioned a few things that make it kind of clear that like the moderators can kind of make or break these things or they can just be you know totally down the line but like you know, Rachel, your panel, your panel yesterday ended up being so fun. I think in great part due to your excellent moderation Thank skills. Thank you. And um, and Karamo, it was less well. 
moderating at some point became a moot point. Moderation where moderating was and moderation were not an option. But what Karamo did was like ask a lot of interesting and tough questions. He was not tiptoeing around. He was asking who's friends now. When was the last time everyone spoke to Mary? What's going on? Uh, and so like things were getting started. And I mean, basically, this is like the one instance I've seen at BravoCon where we were getting new information. The girls were fighting. So it's only... Because they're all furious with each other. And it's interesting to know that, you know, we're only a few episodes in to season one. And like, these fights are not done. They are getting worse. And that has become very clear just from this panel. So like the first thing that you see is that seated on one side of Karamo are Heather and Meredith and seated on the other side are Lisa and Whitney. And like, could you imagine those team-ups last season? It's so absurd. But one of the first questions I think that Karamo asked was something along the lines of like, where are the alliances falling now? Like, has everyone made up? And Meredith said, I think you can tell by the seating arrangements that things aren't what they used to be. Like the the line is, uh, you know, it's a four-person cast. It's pretty small. The lines are divided. And basically... Lisa and Meredith are at each other's throats and Whitney and Heather are at each other's throats, which is like pretty devastating and was hard to watch. Um, So, you know, they just kept getting in these like live arguments and tune in to our um, Ringer Reality Instagram for some clips of that. Lisa and Meredith were arguing about Lisa keeps saying that she thought she was by herself in the moment that she was ranting about um, Meredith sleeping with half of New York. And Meredith says, you were not alone. You have to stop saying that you were alone. There were producers there. And then Lisa's going back at her saying, there was not a producer there. I was looking at myself in the mirror and getting undressed, which is just funny to think about that she was looking at herself in the mirror saying like deranged right? stuff about her best friend. Like, <laughs> Which one's that's weirder? What, that's what yeah. you go to in a moment of yeah. stress. <laughs> What? Um, and then these <laughs> things kept coming out that like we don't really have context for, but especially about the Whitney, I mean the Whitney and Heather arguments that are to come. At one point, Heather said, or Whitney said, I thought that we had squashed this until we t- came to BravoCon. And then like I don't know what's been happening that made her know they haven't squashed it, except for this panel, obviously, where they were fighting so much. Um, Whitney said something about uh, that she was like, I thought we had healed. We had we we waved the feather in the air and got into the hot tub and things were better. And it's like, what is she talking about? What does that mean? How many healing moments can they have? <laughs> um, and Heather looked furious. She was like, upset. I mean, she was also often like her funny and normal self. What's wild about those women is like the way that they can fluctuate. And then y'all, things are already crazy. And then they open it up to Q&A. And at this point, people at BravoCon are professional BravoCon attenders. They've been doing it for 48 hours. And they know they can smell when the Q&A is coming. And so like Karamo announces, we're going to open it up to Q&A in five minutes. 
I have never seen a line form this quickly. Like it, it zipped up like a zipper. Like people just came from all sides and just converged into one line. This woman ran behind me and her purse got caught in my hair. It, it literally like ripped <laughs> my head to the side. Uh, so like I was recording a video clip for the Instagram and the camera just like crashes to the ground because anyways, and the audience was being outrageous. This guy gets up. There had been a question about ego. And this guy gets up there and he's like, uh, he's like, I know that you guys soft footed around the ego question, but I think we all know that Meredith Marks has the biggest ego in Bravo. And she's Ooh. sitting right there and it's so tense. And then he said, this was another new piece of information. Then he says, what I want to know is, did anyone ever talk to Jenny about her extremely racist behavior? And then Meredith gets her moment because she says, Yes, Jen Shaw and I sat down for a three-hour lunch with Jenny, where after three hours of lies, she finally admitted that that was her Facebook, those were her Facebook posts, which I think is breaking news. Like, I yeah. don't think we, you know, she denied it for so long. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, there were multiple did, times where question asked. Sorry, Judy. Yeah. Did, it, was it mentioned at all if it, if this was taped? Because Jenny was still on the cast, I believe, when they first started filming. And then they act. I think finished. it came out after they finished they, filming. It came out after the reunion, but like a week or two during the first like few weeks of production. Oh, I don't know. And so I, I'm curious if cameras were there because three, but anyway, sorry. No, I don't, they didn't mention it, but, but Meredith seemed pretty smug about the fact that she like had an answer you know what I mean like mm -hmm. that this had happened yeah. and and she didn't really mention like that we were gonna see it so it, it kind of seemed like she was you know revealing that information in that moment someone asked um who's the fakest person on the cast and they all sort of like demurred said they're all pretty real even when they fight and stuff and then Heather who by that time had had quite enough of Whitney chirping at her set. Whitney was being very sassy said, um, well, I don't know about fake, but if we want to talk about who in this cast makes the most reaches, then I definitely have an answer for that. And actually at that point, she and Lisa had been going at it. So everyone kind of assumed she was going to say Lisa. And then she said, Whitney Rose and Whitney got so mad. She said, I want to know right now when I have reached and when I've been fake, you need to give me an example right now. And then someone mentioned something about them not talking for two months before Heather went on a below deck, which was, of course, huge information for me that Heather and Angie will be on below deck adventure in November, which is a new below deck franchise. Just it was a trip, a Just a trip right? Yeah, yeah. One trip. She not said, like they won't be that on our panel. I knew that for some reason. She said that on our panel. Yeah, I think she's kind of, you know, that information is is sort of debuting here at BravoCon. But um, it was wildly contentious. It was also fun. You know, obviously, uh, as Callie exposed in the group text, I did cry one time uh, because <laughs> someone <laughs> was very sweet to Heather and told her how much she meant to her. And um, and then Heather Heather really started crying. I saw a lot of Bravo Liberty tears today. I went to one panel with Vicky on it, and and she cried almost the whole time. She was extremely emotional. I Happy tears, it. sad tears. She, she, you guys, we. <laughs> I'll wrap it up after this. But in this panel. 
Vicky, there was a, um, they, they kept doing clip packages of the women who were on the panel. And so there was this like montage package of Vicky just basically falling over and over and over <laughs> for her entire Bravo career. Just like falling off benches, falling in roads, falling on her There's ass, so falling on her face. <laughs> and so the, the audience is rolling. It's <laughs> so funny. We're laughing so hard. And I noticed that Vicky's not laughing. So I thought maybe she was mad. Then the lights come back up. She's weeping, wiping tears off of her eyes. And the moderator's like, what's going on? <laughs> and she's like, it's just crazy. It's 16 years of my life. Like that was like watching my life before my, she was so emotionally moved by this clip package. That moved her to tears of her falling. Of her falling. While the, I cannot explain how hard the audience was laughing. Like I did feel a little bad because we were straight up laughing at her and she was so she moved by it. it. And later she cried, <laughs> she cried and she said, She's so emotional about it because she just misses it. She misses the show yeah. and she misses the time. Um, and so that was really interesting. I mean, obviously I cried then too. You know, I also cried a lot at BravoCon today. So it's just, uh, it's a it's a wild, raucous, emotional time. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I, that makes me. I really hope that this BravoCon shows that certain people need to come back. The Ultimate Girls Trip is giving us that, but the way the fans are responding to certain housewives that are no longer in our midst, I hope that like a Vicky comes back. I, I would like to see a Brandy come back. I would, you know, whatever. But anyways, we're not done because. We're giving you the details of after parties. We're giving you the behind the scenes at the panels and the scoop of what happened. We want you to feel like you were there. And because we want to give you so much, we're also going to give you a sit-down interview with Dr. Wendy herself. Our own Juliet Littman did that. So take a listen right now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Wendy, how's your BravoCon? Day two right now. Day two. It's insane. In a good way. <laughs> I'm it, so excited. Is it weird being here with your season having just started? Like, I was thinking about, you know, I wanted to ask you some questions about this coming season. Mm -hmm. But I was also just thinking, like, 
I feel like everyone's probably asking you like the same like three things over and over. Yeah, but it's it's fine. It's like we do press every right. year for our show. And so it's actually amazing to do it in this context. Like, right. I will talk about anything a million times <laughs> in this context. What panels have you been on so far? I have a housewife to housewife panel. I have the Potomac panel. I have Watch What Happens Live. And I have like the SVIP nice. and the Bravo La Palooza, like those things. Nice. We, we, and then uh, I'm in the marketplace. For my book and candles. Oh, the, nice. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for bringing out the candles. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel about Karen's four? It's four wicks or three no, wicks? No, I have four. Sorry, you have four. She has three. And she has a limited edition Christmas four wick candle at a panel yesterday, I think. Okay. Interesting. Is this new news to you? It's, I mean, it's not my four wick. <laughs> I have a four-way candle. Yep, right here. Thank you. Do you want anything else? No, I'm okay. Um, I have a... Let's, let the record reflect. I'm sorry. Only Home Essentials has one-wick candles. Right. We have four-wick candles. We have five-wick candles. And we have eight-wick candles. Oh, really? Eight. Nice. What's, like, the diameter on that? Oh, it's super big. Yeah, it okay? must be. It's super big. So, <laughs> her three wicks... I mean, like you probably could like light your room with an eight wick candle. You could sure or your whole house. Yeah, cool. Or your foyer. Nice. But my candles, yes, are awesome. And I invented the multiple wicks. Do you feel? Like, did she ask you about this? Like, did she? Did you guys talk about your businesses, or, or do you try to keep your trade no, secrets to yourself? It, we keep it pretty separate you guys did see last season where i went to her for just starting a business type of thing yeah and you guys saw that yeah but overall no we, we okay. do our own thing where are you at with all the ladies of potomac right now i think the first episode is a good reflection of that myself and karen we talk i talk to ashley i talk to candace I'm, you know, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, can I ask about Mia? We didn't get to hear. I know she's gonna she's gonna throw a drink in your face. Is she? Uh, that's what I heard or saw. I know. It, I'm not even gonna ask about that. It, does, like, it, it, it doesn't like, touch me. Okay. So it, she tries to. Did you did you block it? Like, are you just like fast? Agile? No, she just has a horrible, horrible, horrible aim. <laughs> what did you think about her social media? It's an absolute dumpster fire. I, so th this is like a bit of an overshare, but I actually had a tumor that wasn't cancer. Oh my God. It was like treated like cancer. And wow. I have a little complex about being like, it wasn't cancer, but I just want everyone to know. And so when I saw that she did that, I was like, that actually is really weird. Listen. <laughs> I think how you feel is how a lot of people feel. Because it's a very specific thing to go through. Like, did you, when it when it happened, like, did you talk to the other cast members about it? I, I actually reached out to her. When she put up the post, I reached out to her, oh my God, I'm praying for you. I hope all is well with you and your family. And the reason why I was of that position was because I'm just a caring human being, yeah. right? And also, at that time, I recently had a friend who passed from cancer. So I gave her the benefit of a doubt because I'm like, no one would ever lie about something like this. Totally. Except. It's really, it's a really <laughs> weird thing to do. <laughs> it's just really weird. I don't even and know here we to are. about it. <laughs> Nothing is adding up. And I'm just like, I can't do this with you today. Okay. And what, what about Giselle, who's spread, spreading rumors about you? Previously and perhaps in the future. Um, 
I think that she's just, you have to take people for what they are and where they are. Mm -hmm. I'm in a good place. My candles are well, are doing well. My book, Tears of My Mother, is doing amazing. I'm happily married. My kids are good. And I think when you're in a good place in your life, it sort of irritates the spirit of people who are not. Uh Uh-huh. And I just think that my existence irritates her spirit. Do you like being on the show? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) How did you end up on the show? Like, how did you get recruited? Long story short, I had a friend who knew some of the producers. And I was coming to New York for something completely different to do a new segment. And they're like, hey, I want you to meet some of my friends. And I was like, okay, sure, fine. Why not? I'm in New York already. Eddie's helping cut the prosciutto right now. And it's honestly amazing. Five hours later, <laughs> I had my meeting is over and it was just a great conversation. The rest is history. That's really cool. What's changed the most in your life? Anonymity. Being able to go places and people not know who you are. Yeah. Now there's nowhere I go that people don't know who I am, who my kids are, who my husband are. So, do you like, where do you get stopped the most? And what about your students? My students are really good. They keep it professional. But I get stopped the most anywhere. I get stopped the most whenever it's all of us together. So if uh-huh. we ever go on the family vacation, if we fly out or we're just like walking somewhere, it's like Eddie's, Eddie gives me away. It's so <laughs> weird. It's like people are usually like, I know. And then they look to me like they know him. That's really funny. Okay, okay. Um, how often do you see the other women? Because in Baltimore is not that close to Potomac. I mean, right. So like, how often do you all see each other? I mean, I know well, let's be clear. Everyone's only, pretty spread out. I was right? about to say only two people live in Potomac. Right. So like, <laughs> oh, I know. I, <laughs> so let's be very clear. Who actually lives in Potomac? Well, is living where you rent a home or is it where you own it? <laughs> where you where do you file <laughs> you your taxes? I think you guys depending it's where on you that. file your taxes. It's where you spend one hundred and eighty seven well, days a year. I don't know then. I don't know these people. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. That is some shade. So, like, when you are going to be filming something, do you, like, advocate for it to be close to Baltimore? Because I actually asked, because when you were talking about where to put your lounge, like, I was was curious, like, how you decided where you wanted it to be. Well, I wanted it to be in Baltimore because I wanted that library component. Yeah. And, I like that idea, by the way. And I want to talk about that. And Baltimore has a really low literacy rate. So I wanted to put it somewhere where it would be beneficial to the community, yeah. right? So, yeah. But we film everywhere in Maryland. We film in Virginia. We film in D.C. We film all over it's a Maryland. true DMV. A DMV. It's a very big region, though. It is. It's huge. Like, Virginia wine country is like two hours from Baltimore. Yes, it really is. Yeah, I went to a wedding there not too long ago. It's oh, lovely. Really? I love it there. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really nice. But... I think we went... Oh, t- tune in. Oh, A few great. episodes, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I can't, can't wait to see it. Um, so let's talk about the restaurant. It's one of the most difficult businesses to get into, which you guys sort of talked about in the first the premiere about the startup capital needed. I know you want to do it because of how the um, Nigerian-American community was affected during the pandemic. What was your biggest concern going into it? That I knew nothing about it. How did you learn? I feel like I'm one of those people, if I want to do something, I just do it. I don't care if I've never done it before. That's awesome. And I think to the viewers, they're like, Wendy, we just did candles. And I'm like, yes, and we're going to do a lounge. And then next year, I'm going to do bubble bath. I don't know. (laughs) 
Follow me on Instagram. I want to try uh, different things. I think that my story really reflects me well because you guys met me where I was at a crossroads in my own career and I'm like, I don't want to be a professor. I want to chase my passion. So I think that every time you see me, you may see me doing something different, but it's because I've already I've already been successful in my uh-huh. career. I just want to have fun and try different things. That's awesome. Do you feel like the show has made that easier for you to try stuff? Um, it has because I mean, when you're on the show with people who sell hats, I mean, your ideas <laughs> can't be that bad. What's the marketplace like at BravoCon? Like, it's like a literal marketplace. Like, yes, if you walk through there, are people mobbing you. Like, yes, it's people swarm you when you walk through the marketplace there's so many people there and they're so excited and i feed off the of energy so uh-huh. i'm excited too just like when i walk in i'm just like ah, hi, 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 you know <laughs> that's awesome who are you most excited to see like other bravo people listen i have been saying this since i've gotten here and i haven't seen her yet i want to see erica jane you know i think she's keeping a low profile last night oh really well last night we were at this party and there was a lot of Bravo people. Okay. No New York, no Beverly Hills. I'm just like, New York, I kind of get. They live, maybe they live here and near okay. here. Okay. But the Beverly Hills gals, I feel like they're just engulfed in controversy. And I'm like, maybe they just, mm, I don't know, doing their own thing. I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen them around really. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just my sense of it. That's interesting. Who else are you friends with? A lot of people. Who's your like favorite person to catch up with? If you see them, you're like, let's get a shot and like whatever. Or let's Leah. get a coffee. Leah McSweeney. Me and Leah are like very close. Interesting. Did you meet her through Bravo? Yeah. What did you guys connect over? I think we came in around the same year. Yeah. So it's like one of those things like we don't know what we're doing. Oh my god, what rookies together. Becomes, we, exactly. When you spend your rookie season with someone, you get close. So we're that's, real close. That's cool. Yeah. Is she gonna be back on New York? I don't know. I would love to see her. I think that she's amazing. Okay. I personally do. Which maybe you guys can do a, a girls trip together. I would love to do a girls trip with her. You but she just on did one. one. Yeah, yeah, but she just did one. But I would love to do it with her. Who's your dream cast for girls trip? Erica Jane, Rhea. Erica Jane, me, Teresa. Teresa is very popular. It's interesting. Yesterday, I heard Vicky say on a panel that she felt Teresa was overrated because she went to jail. I was just like, she was like, she's overrated because she's like, she's great, but she went to jail, and so I was just like, that isn't that Vicky isn't, and that her mouth. I swear, I was like pissed. I was like, what is this, the crime and punishment candidate? Like, <laughs> but. I feel like Teresa's a real lightning rod. She comes I up a lot. Her. She I seems love fun. She, I feel like the girls' trip shows are really good, um, like, like image rehab for people. Like, I end up liking almost everyone more after they go on the girls' trip shows. No, oh, I love her. Do you watch a lot of TV in your personal life? I watch a lot of the news. Okay. And I like, like, crime-based shows. Like, Law & Order is my favorite. Nice. I love it. Do you still watch it? I try to. So were you familiar with Potomac before you were on it? Yes, only because I live in the area. Uh-huh. But I never watched it, which is dumb of me. I don't say that to be cool. I say that just you my own ignorance. Right. You have yeah. to do your research. So, yeah. People go no. on The Bachelor and they're like, oh, I've never seen it. It's I like, see why it. not? It's been on for 20 years. I've seen years. Atlanta. I've seen like other. I love Jersey. Right. But I never watched Potomac. So right. it was 
a detriment. It was. I feel like it was at a detriment for me because I didn't know the dynamics. Right. Although I don't know. I think that led leads to getting a more authentic version of who you are. Is it because season five? Like I came in, I'm just like. Why are you t- you know like I oh god like, I don't know I like learning about your story also it was cool that you came in with so many accolades like that's a different type of person that has been on a lot of the housewives franchises so like that was cool and then the fact that like that was like front and center when you were like introducing yourself to the world and now my degrees are in the housewife museum yeah it's awesome I love that it's really cool <laughs> I, I'm a I cover a lot of reality TV and I'm always like obsessed with women who have real jobs oh because I'm always just like let's get some more career women out like, here I'm like one of the only few who has a real job. Yeah, I know. But you're not, I shouldn't say that to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned Atlanta. Did you talk to Cynthia at all about the rumors? No, I didn't. Because, no. But I just talked to Cynthia yesterday. How was it? She looked good. great yesterday. She looked amazing. Yeah. She I just wanted awesome. to check in on her with everything that's going on. Yeah, a lot of rumors. But she's but good. I, I think they confirmed it that yeah. she and her husband are splitting up, which is really too bad. We're big Cynthia fans here. I love her. Yeah. She's, she's like, seems like so much fun. I'd love to go to a Bailey Q one day. <laughs> Me too. If I could get the invite. Who throws the best parties? On my cast? Yeah. I do. And so, like, what kind of assistance do you get? Like, do you have a planner? Yes. I need a planner. I need decor. I need good food. The girls on my cast, they don't do good food. They do this shit. They do charcuterie boards and shit. I don't do that. I just want to be clear. You ask for this. I don't. <laughs> I want I want this because we're talking. Yeah. I don't want this when I'm partying. What's, like, you, what's your ideal party food? I want jollof rice. You know, I'm Nigerian. Yeah. I want, like, food. Like, things that... Food makes me happy. Sure. This me too. makes me miserable. <laughs> My problem with the charcuterie board, we're seated at a table. But like when you're at a party and you go and you get it on your plate, yeah. then you're both your hands are full. Drink in one hand and food in the other. And then you can't really you can't like Whoa. talk to anyone. You can't eat. You have to like find a table. It is a problem. It's That's a, why it's past apps, like on like a skewer are the best thing. Because then you can just Absolutely. eat it very easily. Absolutely. Like your martini um olives, I love that. <laughs> Bloody Mary olives. Yeah, I like Bloody that. Mary. I put it on the table, sorry. <laughs> What's like the socializing like around BravoCon? Like, did you make plans coming into it? Or are you just like, I'm gonna see where the wind takes me? I said I'll see where the wind takes me, especially on day two. Because I feel like everyone is gonna be Ripping and running on day two. Yeah, because also it seems like the Legends Ball was like pretty wild last night. Yeah, it was. Was it fun? It was fun. Who were you seated next to? It was by show. Right. So it was my whole cast. It was Nia and Candace. Nice. Um, I met Candace. She was extremely friendly. She's super nice. I really liked her. I was like, just based on the show, I was surprised. You wouldn't think was, that that's how she is, right? Yeah, you'd think she'd be like aloof or like standoffish, but she was so friendly. That's why you have to be careful with these shows. Yeah, but when you when I, when I not knowing anything watch Candace, I'm like, it seems like she's doing this like in cahoots with the producers. Like she's will, <laughs> she's willing to like take the hits. You think so? Yeah. Do you, do you not? Interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Because she's always in drama. And she was so nice. And I don't know. I just, like... It seems like it's, like, very, like... Like, it's just, like, calculated. Which I don't have a problem with. Like, she's making TV. Wow. Well, I have to investigate that now. When you're doing... When you're just, like, shooting something at home or wherever... How much do the producers talk to you? Uh, a lot. Meaning they prep you. This is what today's schedule looks like 
but most of the time you do your own thing. You're just living your yeah. life and the camera's in your face and I'm making dinner or I'm talking to my kids and it's just off the cuff. How long did it take for you to get comfortable with that? I'm still trying to get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor just walked in here. Taylor Armstrong from yeah OC yeah I was just in the elevator with her oh okay. well cool she's now she's right behind you <laughs> I was just in the elevator with her everywhere <laughs> Has, are there people you see them and you're like you must be on Bravo but I don't know who you are I mean, yeah there's 140 Bravo celebrities here a lot of the below deck people mm. I love below deck my husband does too I don't know who they are oh my god it's a great show. Below Deck Sailing Yacht is so fun. It's also like crazy. I had no idea. You should go out. You guys should go on it. Okay. As like a, just like I don't know, family <laughs> vacation. Go on a cruise. Like, go on a yacht. If I don't get a discount. I don't know some of them, but other they people, love to party. Do they? Yeah. I feel like the Southern Charm and the Summer House people would love to party. They and they do. They're like very intermingled already. Oh really? Because of Winter House. Oh yeah. So and like Austin from Summer House uh -huh. has hooked up with several women from. Sorry, Austin from Southern Charm has hooked up with several women from Southern from Summer House. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, oh, Wendy, come scandalous. on. Ooh. What other gossip should I tell you? Oh my god! You should tell me. I'll be messy when Is there I see them. You learned this weekend that you're like, really? Is that true? Is there anything I learned? I heard they announced Luann's show. Who's Did you guys hear about Luann? It? Lu Luann and Sonia. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Apparently, the trailer is all about testicles. Oh God! What? I think it's like about them dating. Are you joking? No, if only. So what the hell is the show about? <laughs> and is there any announcement about Roni? Is Roni coming back? They said that that Roni legacy has been announced. It's been cast, so Dorinda's coming back, but nothing else has been said. And then the new cast, I don't know. What's your favorite franchise to watch as a viewer? New Jersey. Interesting, because of Teresa and Dolores. Interesting. Apparently, Frank has been very popular this weekend. What else? Uh, like, Frank Catania has been very popular. Really? At, at, uh, yeah. At Bravo. I saw his girlfriend. <laughs> you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She was hot. Nice. Who, who surprised you, like, physically? Because I'll tell you, for me, I saw Justin Rose, who's married to Whitney on Salt Lake, and I was like, oh, he's tall. Oh, what he said. I was shocked. I was, that really took me aback. I, all of the Salt Lake people, I'm very intrigued to see in person. I just saw, I just saw Jen Shaw. I heard she wasn't invited and she just showed up. Are you serious? <laughs> I like really yes so she just showed up that, uh, that's just a rumor that I heard literally I do not know if that's true but can't you see that being true wait have they had their Salt Lake City panel not yet no uh, no I don't think so if she's not on the panel she wasn't invited we can check on that <laughs> that's how you know but I, last week on Watch What Happens Live Meredith and Whitney said they hadn't spoken to her since she pled guilty oh shit so she's not like actively in the mix oh wow I love how they're just giving you the gossip Let I me, love this give, give me some give me some tea let's trade oh my god this is good tea is there anyone that you were like I will not be near them I mean, I mean, Mia? 
they sat me next to her and uh, I was just like, who did this? Probably scene hoping in- you would fight. I was like, who did this scene in chart? How about you? Candle inside. How are you and Karen? Good. I love her a lot. It seems like pretty, like, there's a lot of, like, collegiality in the cast these days. Yeah, yeah. Except for with Mia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which is, like, I like watching that more. I prefer to watch, like, friend groups. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with Mia. I just need to understand why she thought assaulting me was good. No Jen Shaw. Really? De- Devin confirms no Jen Shaw on the panel. Holy crap. <laughs> Oh wow! Wild. <laughs> okay. Did you guys drive here? Or fly? No, we flew. So I don't know. Sorry <laughs> for BWI. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that far to drive. Oh my god! I think total time would be similar. Why did you respond that way? Because, like, I would be damned if I'm in traffic coming to New York for BravoCon. <laughs> Fly me, please. Um, how does Bravo treat you all over this weekend? Like, Good. do you feel really taken care of? I, I feel taken care of. That's nice. I do. I don't know anyone else, but like, from food to car. Yeah. Do you have like an assigned handler? It's different each day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have some notes on what they could do differently. Do you oh. have notes on what they could do differently? Yes. What's your What's your number one? Like, please change this for next year. I I well, I would say I heard before this year it wasn't all in one place. Oh, so that's a good note. Yeah. Um, I just think having assigned handlers does that make sense that you're just with and they take you from place to place. So you don't do any coordinating yourself. Yeah. Mine your is. Fewer people on each panel. More panels with less people. Let everyone talk a little bit more. Really? Yeah, because I went to one with like where like Anisha from Family Karma. She didn't get to speak at all. Oh. And also, everyone here. Well, is that her fault though? I think you gotta be assertive with these people. I don't know. I just think we we think we think about this kind of stuff a lot. No, that's that's my main note. Uh-huh. That's it. Um, so what should we expect from you this season on Potomac? This season on Potomac, you guys get to see another side of me. You get to see me have relationships with people you haven't seen yet. Okay. Like who? Like Ashley. Nice. I'm so excited about single Ashley, although maybe she's oh, not she's single. single. <laughs> And I think this season of Potomac is just about changing dynamics. Cool. So it's really good. That's I it's one of my favorite franchises. Is it really? Potomac and Salt Lake are definitely my favorite. Really? Yeah. I think wow. because there's real friendship in them. Okay. And it also just feels like more fun, honestly. Really? Yeah. Those are my favorites. Thank also you. Newer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also like it seems like you guys really while you fight, you also really have fun together. We do. So, that's what I like to watch. As much as some people annoy me. Sure. That's like having friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Wendy, I hope the rest of your weekend goes great. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed your charcuterie board. <laughs> Next time we see I you, we will have it. past apps. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. <laughs>